Hello and welcome to the Interception Podcast. It's the podcast that listens to all the other podcasts. And we scour mountainsides, we grab those news notes, tidbits, all those little things that fall through most people's cracks. Crevices? Things you find in people's crevices, not in their cracks. <laughs> and we bring them all to you in one place. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's totally better. You, you don't want to get things from people's cracks, but people's crevices... Now we're talking. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Interception Podcast. We bring all that stuff to you in one spot. My name's Dar- My name's Daniel. I'm here with my brother, Derek. It's off the rails already. We are the Whites. Derek, how are you doing on this fine uh, October evening? Well, Dan, <laughs> so I, I'm constantly harping about Thursday nights and how they sort of gauge how well I feel up until the Sunday games. And I was playing the Baltimore defense, and 31 points later, I'm pretty depressed. I'm back on my my medication, so this episode is going to go off the rails, maybe even more so than that intro, which was <laughs> fucking off the rails. Well, Derek, I don't know if you know this, but in our other league, I'm against the Baltimore defense. <laughs> and the only thing keeping me a little bit, you know, excited is that in that league, we don't have fourth down stands as being a point, so I'm only down by 28 points, which is much more reasonable, uh, <laughs> except for that I was also going against Justin Tucker, who put up 13 points. It was not a good Thursday, I think, for the Interception podcast. It's not, not good for the brand. <laughs> We're both and it's just Matt Moore was supposed to be the Dolphins' savior, right? And so I was I was even getting pretty cocky. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, play Baltimore. I said the and same then, thing. Fuck. And you know what's really – like I honestly cannot wait to listen to your podcast next week where uh, – like the Bill Simmons podcast where he's like literally saying like, oh, yeah, Matt Moore is way better than Jay Cutler. We we were saying this. We were saying this. And I can't wait for Monday with the, the next uh, Bet the Lines just to hear what the, their reaction is just to – the absolute like disgrace of a game that was it, it was so it was so bad they were dinking and dunking when they uh, i know maybe you can't go down the field but just go down the field like take some chances just get one touchdown kenny stills uh i don't know man what a game baltimore defense is really the superstar here and alex collins right alex collins looks like he's probably the real deal uh, he I, constantly is getting like five yards of carry, and I know people downplay that. Now, I did drop him in one league because every time I listened to a podcast, they would exp- talk about how bad Baltimore's run game was. And at a certain point, you hear that enough times, you're like, I guess I can drop Collins. And I say, wait, and looks amazing. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I still kind of feel like this was a, a product of the situation for this game. I feel like if they weren't uh, like leading by 21 points after the first half or whatever the score was, um, I don't think he gets as much usage. This is a good positive game script game, and it's a good example of how when you're in a positive game, uh, positive game script, your running back will do well. Uh, but at the same time, the guy who's getting huge chunk plays, I read a stat on Reddit uh, today uh, that he is now tied with Kareem Hunt for the most 15-plus yard uh, runs. Uh, in a game, he did it on 15 viewer touches than what Kareem Hunt has done it on. So like that, th- those stats don't lie. I don't know, man. Is it is it the Dolphins' defense, or is the Ravens' run game actually a thing now? Well, it's interesting. Like, I've only watched two Dolphins games, the Jets game and this one, and they couldn't really tackle against the Jets, but apparently statistically they were like a fifth-ranked D- run D. I, I think Tony Romo was saying that during the game. I think the main concern with Collins for me the whole time was he was only getting like 10 carries or 10 touches a game. And I knew, like, as soon as he would get, like, 16-plus touches, there was a lot of potential for fantasy points. So I was a little excited about that. But then one of the main reasons, like, obviously I I dumped him after hearing analysts say he was not that great, but I was also worried about Woodhead coming back and stealing those touches. But deep down, like, if I was a coach, like, if you have a running back that looks that good, like, give him the ball. Like, feed him. Especially, like, your offense isn't that great anyway. Like, give the better – like, get Jared Allen out of there. And let's start pounding the rock. Yeah, I uh, I have Javarius Allen, and uh, I am like absolutely in complete dismay. Like I, I cannot believe that this guy is set up on the one yard line to get a touchdown, and he fumbles it. And like it's worst case scenario fumble where he fumbles it to his own player in the end zone, and they get a touchdown. Like 
give me a fucking break, man. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> it would have actually been better for me if he would have, I don't know, if he would have got tackled in best case. But fumbling it to Miami even would have been better, I think, because then they would have, the defense would have came out and their points wouldn't be so high. They'd probably still try to, you know, get into it. Uh, anyways, I just, I was just devastated at that play because um, I was like, okay, at least Buck Allen is going to save my, my night and keep it kind of close. And instead he puts up 50 yards. I don't know, man. <laughs> it yeah, was a tough game. It was game. a bad game. Stuck it was to a watch. horrible game. Biggest news note was that um, Cut, uh, not Cutler, Flacco went out with a just a dirty, dirty hit by Kiko Alonso. I, I listen. I think it was just like, incredibly dirty. I, the guy clearly knew that he was going for a slide. He adjusted his shoulder to make sure he really clocked him good in the face. Like, like he should be suspended. And I've listened to um, the Around the NFL podcast where they reviewed it. Uh, Greg Rosenthal was kind of saying the same thing. He said that um, they were kind of trying to downplay it since he slid late. Um, but I really feel like this guy should be getting suspended because that was a dirty, dirty hit in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I think you should err on the side of giving him, like, a, like ejecting him from the game. Because even if you're wrong, you, you want to put the message out there that you want to be a little extra careful with QBs. Like, if the QBs are, you know, getting a free first down every once in a while, but he's safe, like, I think all the fans would agree with that. You know what I mean? So, in this particular case, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. I think you have to eject him. They should be able to review something like that and then say, okay, no, we got to eject him. Like, right there on the spot. Yeah, I think he should have been. He definitely should. Have. I just actually reading. Anyway, you still a note yeah. right now. Dolphins uh, Kiko Alonso could be suspended for his hit on Joe Flacco Thursday night. So they just said they got penalized and not ejected. So no, no new update, no breaking news. Uh, but in seeing that note, Derek, I just saw another note from Aaron Rodgers where he says Aaron Rodgers' collarbone, uh, currently on IR, isn't sure if he'll return this season. Rodgers had screws inserted into his broken collarbone last week. The Packers don't have a timetable for when they expect him back. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's coming back this year. Like, oh. I don't see why they would if he's out of the playoffs to that point, right? He's first eligible to play in Week 15. Oh yeah, man. man! Well, there it's you go. It's too late then. Games. Yeah, that's football for you. Anyways, shot of the week. Uh, let's see how any other notes from that game. I, I I can't think of anything. I'd be worried about any of your Dolphins players. Yeah, okay. I might even. Oh, if you get some value for GHI. Oh man! Oh my god. Uh, Landry Parker right now. Parker st- still. Oh, Landry. I wouldn't even count him really, but Landry had a shit game last night. I think he had 50 yards. Um, yeah. Like, I guess Cutler will be back probably next week. He should But be it's back. so funny. We're like, let's bring him back now. We all wanted to, like, set him on fire, and now we're like, oh, actually, Cutler's all right. For sure. All right, shot of the week. I won in both leagues last week. I am on a four winning in both leagues win streak right now. It is unbelievable. This is a this is a, this is from a guy who had a team that drafted in this order: Amari Cooper, <laughs> Isaiah Crowell, and uh, Martavius Bryant. <laughs> like it went one, two, three, and all those guys have been huge busts, except for maybe Amari Cooper's uh, turning it around now. And I've I've turned my whole league around. I I, I started zero and three, but I kept I kept I kept battling. I kept going to the waiver wire. I kept finding guys, and here I am, uh, week. Seven is finished, and now I'm uh, four and three. I've turned it around. Four four game win streak. So that's a shot to me in my Super Bowl fifty one shot class. Pretty solid. <laughs> Still a humble brag, but all right, I'll let it go. <laughs> oh, Patron, so good. Yeah, I got schmoed because I played Carson Palmer, and the injury he only got like three point eight eight points for me, and then yeah, and then Jake Elliott. <laughs> he needed 16 points for me to win the game and he actually gets the field goal that would give me the 16 points and he dings it off the oh, post. Oh, I know. Wasn't that a heartbreak? heartbreaking? Oh, I, I forgot all about it. I was it. watching that. In, uh, we were watching that in a hotel room in Edmonton and uh, it was just so crazy that it came down to the, the, the perfect storm of exactly what you needed to happen happens. Even when they did the onside kick, I was like, okay, onside kick's probably best case scenario for Derek because uh, then they, maybe if they get one big play... They timeout, timeout, two-minute warning. They kick it, right? Uh, it all worked out perfectly for you. And then fucking kicker <laughs> bangs it off the and then, upright. And it, you know how it's like sometimes it bangs off the upright and then goes through still? Yeah, I thought it was in. I, I thought did it was the going same in. thing. I, I stood yeah. up like, oh, my God. Right, and then did it he, go in? Yeah, they call it no good. And I uh, 
Oh, I know. Oh, it was devastating for you. Uh, it was devastating. You, it was devastating. And the thing is, like, it, it wasn't significant to the game, and really they had no business kicking that field goal. That's why it felt like it was going to happen. You know what I mean? It was too magical not to. And then, yeah, oh, like it, man, it yeah. pulled the heart out. And it, yeah. it would have been super – like, the only reason why I'm, like, I'm ha- I would have been happy for you to have won is against the guy who's undefeated in our league. He's currently leading. Uh, and no one cares about our leagues, but, um, man, devastating. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah okay pretty funny. let's go to uh our our week uh what we want to talk about do you have any uh news or notes Derek, that you want to just share right off the top before we go too crazy well i don't know too much of the player but i guess the jacksonville picked up this really good defensive tackle from buffalo to help them stop the run yeah from buffalo so Marcel jacksonville just get- darius yeah, I, I'm sure we were supposed to know who that guy is, but I guess he was like a big money asset <laughs> I, I for them. Don't know who he is <laughs> but the thing is, the Jacksonville were having issues stopping the run. Like that was their only weakness. That's how they were getting beat, and now they sort of like strengthen that uh, that weakness. So I know I kind of like Jacksonville, and I know it's totally crazy and probably not a good idea. But like putting a couple bucks on them to win the Super Bowl, like defense wins championships. Like if it's like twenty to one, it might might be worth it. Listen, guys, this is the guy who last week said that the San Francisco 49ers were going to beat the Cowboys. So take that with a a solid (laughs) grain of salt because (laughs) we saw how bounce back. I'm bouncing back from that. I have a guaranteed winner for my bet of the week once we get to that part of it. But you're right. I I did schmo it. I got a little cocky, you know, (laughs) and that's what happened. It's really good tease. Really good tease. Um, bet of the week, obviously, uh, happening at the, the last 10 minutes of the, this podcast. So if you want to just go ahead and skip ahead to the bet of the week, go for it. <laughs> we're not going to fault you for that. Uh, okay, so what we're going to do this week is we're going to go through the games again. Uh, I think it went well. I, I kind of like this format. Uh, we'll just fire through the games. We kind of go quickly, talk about players we like, talk about players we don't like. And games that suck, we will just say it sucks and we'll move on. So starting off, Derek, we have another early morning Sunday. That's, what? That's right. A full, I didn't realize this. A full day of football on Sunday, starting at sweet 6.30 for you, 7.30 for me, uh, 9.30 Eastern. Vikings-Brown f- from London. Maybe not the greatest game, but it's a game. And I will be up with my Baileys and coffee and maybe some bacon. We'll see <laughs> how I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be watching the Vikings and the Browns. Uh, who do you like here? Well, I, I'm I'm still heartbroken because I told my wife that I'd be able to carve pumpkins early in the morning. <laughs> so I really smoked that. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. T-. Um, she's like, well, when there's a break in football, we're going to carve pumpkins. I'm like, oh, there's no break. Um, like, the only break is <laughs> – I'm like, the only break is from, like, 4.30 to 5 or something. And then uh, she's like, oh, well, what about in the morning? I'm like, all right, maybe before 10 we can do it. She's like, perfect. <laughs> now I've got this damn – Cleveland game. Uh, anyway, anyway, you guys don't need to hear about my heartbreak. Your family, yeah. Save it for the family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we got uh, the Vikings defense is to play here. I, um, actually, I probably play a lot of their offense as well. It probably would be a Latavius Murray game, right? If they get like, it, it's kind of a mirror of the last last week's game. Gotta be, gotta be. I also think um, if Diggs plays, I think Diggs eats? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> He has a snack, or <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I do. I, I like if it was me uh, for the Vikings. I'd play Diggs. I'd play Thielen. Uh, you got to be hoping that Thielen starts getting that positive regression uh, that everyone keeps talking about. There's a really good podcast in the late. Uh, sorry, obviously podcast late round podcast had a good uh, mailbag segment talking about what uh, regression means and whatnot. It was uh, the Friday one. It was really it was interesting, and he kind of talked about Thielen and how Thielen is this anomaly of all these yards and all these receptions but no touchdowns where really we would expect that eventually he's going to move more towards having touchdowns before the end of the year. Um, So Thielen, I think, is a good play. Um, And then uh, someone brought up that this might be the game for uh, Case Keenum playing for his job. Like, do you you see this? Uh, If Bradford comes back and wants to play, like, will they put Bradford back in? Or could Case Keenum have stolen this job outright. You know, I didn't think about that. Like, Sarah and Bradford would have to look pretty damn good. But then there's also Teddy Bridgewater, right? Exactly. Like two more weeks? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if you're still winning, maybe you keep Keenum in. But, that I you know, I'm going to leave that one for the coach. Okay, hear me out on this one. 
you take one of these quarterbacks and you ship them to Denver. Because Denver does not have a quarterback. <laughs> I think any one of these quarterbacks on the Vikings is a better quarterback than Trevor Simeon. And I think it turns the Broncos season around. What do you think? I think the only problem with that is like, how does the quarterback learn the system so quickly? You know what I mean? Semantics. I think dude. you're kind of fucked. You just have- I think at the end of the season, though, they're definitely going to trade Sam Bradford. But until then, yeah, I don't think there's much you can do. I think they're going to keep all the QBs. That makes sense. Anyone on the Browns? You would they start- have a Super Bowl Go ahead. potential Super Bowl team, right? The Vikings. They so they do. keep them all on and then figure it out. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I would. I would do the same thing. But I do think the Broncos need some help. So it, it, I think if you're going to get a quarterback, maybe this is a team you look at. You're right, though. You have to. You'd have to learn a whole new scheme, routes, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how like complex it is, but I'm sure it's complex. Uh, anyone on the Browns you'd play? Uh, maybe Duke Johnson. I think. No, other than that, I can't think of anyone else that I would want to play on the Browns. Yeah, I think that's. And even then, I don't. I, I don't know. I still don't really dig Duke Johnson. I guess I'd have to look more into his stats and that. But you got to figure. I, I'd stay away from them. They're playing Browns. from behind the passing back. Uh, you're right. Browns, uh, just don't play him. It's going to happen first thing in the morning. You don't want to wake up and be like depressed right away. <laughs> so Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next game on the, our docket is the Falcons-Jets. Derek, I'm liking this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to watch. After two weeks back-to-back with the Jets losing, like after a 14-point lead, it's kind of hard to think that the season is unraveling kind of how we thought it was going to unravel. Um, you know, I'm still going to watch it. I, apparently it's going to rain. Uh, I, did check, I did check an article about some weather and they say, you know, it might, it's going to rain. It's going to be a little windy. It's going to be a wet game. They said, so I think that's kind of good for the jets, but I feel like this is the game where Falcons kind of step up and puts, you know, doing a little smackdown on the jets. Bill Simmons this week, uh, said that the McGowan is top, uh, top 10 best quarterbacks in jets history. <laughs> yeah. Is that too bold? <laughs> <laughs> well, top ten, maybe, right? Like, I, I personally, I, I'm not a pro. I, I don't think I can name ten of them. <laughs> it was weird. He, he sounded like he had Chad Pennington too low, though. I, I thought Chad Pennington was like easily a top five, like top top five guy. Where do you think Sanchez fits into this? <sighs> He's below like Pennington and Testaverde <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like for sure, right? <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, um, I think for the Falcons though, this uh, Nick, I'm calling this. I'm calling this right now. This is the get right game for the Falcons. The Falcons are good. Oh, shit. the Falcons right. are going to get right this week. Um, all this Scartesian uh, or Scarcesian talk about him being a bad offense coordinator. He's hearing it. He's hearing it, and he's game planning, and he's he's drawing up. He was nervous, I think, at the beginning of the season. I think he was just he didn't want to screw anything up. But now he's like, okay, I gotta get my feet wet. I gotta turn things around. We were embarrassed on national TV last week. We gotta get right this week, and I feel like this is gonna be a big Julio game, a big Devontae Freeman game. And that's probably about it. Because <laughs> those two guys were... Big Julio game, though, right? Fucking like, superstars. Yes, big Julio game. It's Julio's getting... From now on, Julio's going to get a pass in the red zone, like, every single every single red zone drive. That's kind of my thoughts on it. They have to it's treat like, him I, like uh, like the Bengals treat A.J. Green, where they just target, 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 target. Just target him. Give yeah. him the ball. The guy's a superstar. Uh, it, it, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I'm just going to quickly look up the targets for uh, the Bengals. So if you want to talk. So look at this. Targets for the Bengals so far this year. 53 targets. He leads the team in targets. Uh, The next closest is Brandon LaFell with 33. Just target this guy. He's a superstar. And so for uh, Atlanta, luckily it starts with an A. It's nice near the top of the list. <laughs> 52 targets. So they are targeting Julio Jones. They just got to target him more. <laughs> this, Give him in the red zone. That's the issue. It's the red zone stuff. Point has become moot. <laughs> he, he's actually leading the team in red zone targets. Just keep targeting him though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that. Well, that's confusing. I think it was all so, last week. <laughs> yeah, he had yeah, four targets last week in the in the red zone. So. Four of six on the year. So I guess that kind of shows you right there that they really weren't targeting that much. Yeah, they're going to bounce it back. So McCallan, people are saying that he's like a top 10 fantasy QB right now. So he might be a play for the Jets. Derek, I'm also calling it, man. I'm calling it. Yeah. Uh, I I know a couple weeks ago I said Jeremy uh, Curley. Yeah, it's Curley, right? Is uh, the new, is this year's like 2015 
uh, Allen Robinson. Derek, it's happening. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, but Jeremy Curley is getting some touchdowns and he's getting targets. It's it's happening. <laughs> How many targets did he get? It's happening in front of our eyes right now. <laughs> Curly? No, Danny, Danny, don't fall for Curly, man. I'm telling. I'm you. I'm not starting him. I'm not doing it myself. I'm just saying it's happening, and we're just we aren't seeing it. Uh, obviously, I watched the whole season where he's the number one Jets wide receiver, and even then he wasn't playable. You know what I mean? So uh, it's hard for me. Sorry, sorry. Hard for me to I, I have this wrong. I have this wrong. Jermaine Curse, Curse, not Curly. Curse. Oh, okay. curse. sorry guys. Sorry, because Curly. I'm like, is Curly getting all these targets? Like, I <laughs> no, just don't even. Understand I meant Curse. This. I meant Curse. So <laughs> Robbie Anderson is still leading the team with 44, but he's a little hurt. Uh, Jermaine Curse has 40 right behind him. Uh, Jermaine Curse actually has more completions with 31, and uh, Anderson only has 22. Uh, but Curse, man, I'm telling you, that guy's good. <laughs> yeah, I like Curse. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 I apologize to all the Jets fans out there for getting Curse and Curly mixed up. It's just because their names both start with a J and their last names both start with a K. And you don't know how many times like I'm watching the game and I get confused. It just happens. No, I, I totally agree. And the thing is, Curly actually has been getting the ball a little bit more, so I just wanted to double check because, you know, he, yeah, he's doing all right. It, I still think they're having enough. He kind of spreads it around now, and I think ASJ, in theory, was getting the ball a lot more. With that said, it wasn't until late in the game until ASJ, like, started getting fantasy points last week. So I'd be worried because I think the, the week he finally doesn't get a touchdown is going to be the week you kind of regret playing him. I guess it's tough to say because the the landscape of tight ends is pretty bleak this year anyway. So I guess you do play the guy that has a chance for a touchdown. Yeah, but target I wise, know, I, I'm just a little worried about him. Target wise, Jenkins has 34 targets, uh, and then the Robbie Anderson leading team has 44. So he is 10 targets, uh, I guess, shy of the leader. But red zone targets, uh, ASJ is leading with five. And ASJ missed two games, so yeah, that's pretty good. That is good. Okay, uh, next game on. So start your ASJs, right? Uh, start ASJ yeah, think, all day, right? That's the. Yeah, I think I'm still playing Rudolph over him personally. Yeah, because I because I think Rudolph it's going to get more targets, upside. but uh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. More targets has more upside, but we'll see. I'll see. I'll, I'm sure I'll regret it again this week. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, right now Rudolph isn't even leading the team in red zone targets. Yeah, but that makes like that makes sense because you have Diggs and. Wheelin' Dillon' Thielen. You know, Wheelin' Dillon' Thielen is leading the team in red zone targets right now. He still doesn't have a touchdown on the year. That's, in, that's unreal. Well, he's due, man. He's so due. Man, you got to trade for him. He's so due. I, I might have to trade Adam Jones for him. Just say, so here you go. Just get, take Adam Jones. Let's get Thielen on our team. All right, next. The problem is the guy has his name. His team's name is, like, I've got a Thielen. So you kind of can't trade for him because that name's too good. It's so good. It's so good. Except for my name would be Wheelin' Dillon' Thielen. Yeah, that's, that's way better, actually. Yeah, yours, your <laughs> one is way better. It's like the Ric Flair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Panthers Buccaneers. Uh, what do you think here? I, I think it'll be a good game, but what do you got? I might be biased because I got the Bucks in my team pool, but I feel like the Bucks are like going to be way better than the Panthers in this game. Um, their offense showed a lot of spark last week against a really tough Bills defense. Now they did kind of fall apart, so that's a little iffy when it comes to Tampa Bay. But they are at home. I think you start all your Tampa Bay guys and you know be ready for some fireworks. So Panthers, like what Panther team is showing up here? Because it felt it felt like there's about two weeks ago, Panthers were like this unstoppable force. Then they played uh, Philadelphia and they just kind of uh, collapsed in on themselves. Like it was a good game and it looked like a good game. It was fun to watch. And if Philadelphia is as good as we all thought, like the way they were able to keep themselves in it, like great, the Panthers are still a team. But then uh, I think it was last week against uh, Chicago. Am I right? I, yeah. Yeah, and they just absolutely fe- like Cam Newton. Oh my God! <laughs> um, so hopefully the Panthers are able to just play. I'm actually expecting a pretty good game from Kelvin Benjamin. Um, but outside Kelvin Benjamin, there's not a lot of guys that I'm excited to start here. I don't think I'm starting Jonathan Stewart now that it is technically a good matchup. I think uh, the Buccaneers are ranked 11th in points to uh, uh, running back. But Stewart doesn't look good. Christian McCaffrey, I don't know. I don't know how you confidently start that kid either. Uh, Funches, it could be a good Funches game. I could see Funches getting some uh, some red zone targets in the in the touchdown area, <laughs> in the red zone area, <laughs> in the end zone, <laughs> right in that red zone area. Um, Whatever you want to call it, Dan. <laughs> but I do think uh, Calvin's probably the only guy that I'm starting confidently on the Panthers this week. Yeah, I think I might I might play Funches. I heard. Tampa Bay has a couple corners down. 
this week. So I, I guess you know if you have them, I feel like you're gonna have to play them. But I guess I guess it depends on your league for sure. But yeah, I'd be, I'm worried about the Panthers. I'd kind of want to step back and just sort of see how this all works out. You have to think they bounce back, but it's it's just getting weird over there. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. In uh, the Bucks, you said start them all. Uh, Evans, uh, Deshaun, even, uh, and then Doug Martin. I think you start confidently. Uh, and then Cameron Brait. Cameron Brait seems to be a superstar. I would probably stay away from OJ Howard. I was. Uh, I heard one of the podcasts where I think it was on the couch was talking about OJ Howard and how they were actually just scheming in the Buffalo game because other teams are seeing okay Cameron Brait's their big target. Uh, so they were actually just playing schemes where they were letting O.J. Howard be the guy instead of Cameron Brait. And I just think that that'll keep the Panthers' uh, defense a little bit more honest. And I still think Cameron Brait is the guy uh, to want to own there. He ran, I think it was nine more routes than, maybe nine more targets than what, uh, nine to six, I think it was the target spread for O.J. to uh, to Brait. So anyways, I think Brait is still a good start. Um, if you can have O.J. Howard, though, and stash him on your bench, I don't think that would be a bad idea either. Yeah, I think so. It, it might get annoying if they do start doing that more often because then you'll be like, well, what tight end do I play? So keep that in mind. And if you are a little concerned, it might be a good time to get Braid out of there. Yeah. He doesn't have that flashy name, so it might be hard to trade him. But if you trade him to like one of maybe the more savvy tight end, you know, savvy players in your league, they, they might feel that. He, I know it's like it's, a, it's that razor's edge that you have to cross where you're like, I can trade to you because you're a savvy player and you're going to know this guy's name and his upside, but you can't be too savvy that he realizes that you're trading away because you're worried about OJ Howard. So you know what I mean? Like a yeah. weekend warrior kind of <laughs> guy who, I don't know. It's a tight I'm it's, going off the road. Uh, okay. Uh, I, yeah. Next uh, is a 49ers Eagles game. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a repeat from last week. Derek's going to predict that the 49ers are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be close, Dan. It's going to be close. <laughs> I feel like if the Eagles don't come in here and just absolutely blow out the 49ers, um, people from Dallas are just going to be, oh, see, see, Eagles aren't that good. <laughs> My stance on this one is just that the Eagles, because they are, um, is it five and one? No, six and one. Because they're six and one, they're kind of due for like a, some stupid loss because it's, it's just a weird year. So personally, I'm staying away betting on this one because I'm just like I don't know. Like it just feels like the Eagles aren't good enough for that record, and 49ers are due for a win. So can I say that? I think it's a trap game. We've hit we've hit on both trap games. I think I, we've bet on both trap games so far this year. The the Broncos <laughs> Giants trap game and then the Panthers. Uh, Chicago draft game. We both of those have like platooned our bets of the weeks. It, it's really, <laughs> really fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a, it, really, it's been a bad year for like all my bets. And then it all comes down like so. Essentially, I need the Chargers to be eight and eight, and I need the Patriots to be at least twelve and four. And now they play against each other this week, and I just don't know where I can afford that loss. I guess. I'm thinking maybe San Diego because I still think they can win some more games. But with that said, like the motivation they would get to beat the Patriots, and then and then the Patriots are only allowed to lose one more game for me. So I, I'm torn, Danny. I'm torn on that game, and I know it's coming. I got a little ahead of myself here, but that's fair. Okay, 49ers though. Uh, probably start Hyde. Garcon is probably. I don't know if he's even a safe bet. Actually, Hyde's not even a safe bet. This Eagle run defense is pretty solid, so I'd probably start Garcon confidently. Uh, you'll probably start high though because you have to. Eagles, I would go with Jeffries and I can't like Aguilar. Aguilar probably, but outside Aguilar's that, has been performing better than Jeffries, and he's got a touchdown like the last four weeks. Oh, and Ertz. at a certain point, Ertz obviously. Oh yeah, Ertz, like Ertz, Ertz is Ertz the main day. start here on the Eagles for sure, and then start Carson Wentz because the guy's just a superstar. Um, and it seems like right now that Wendell Smallwood is the back to own. But uh, Blunt, I feel like he's still the goal line back. Uh, so I would just stay out of this backfield if he can. And they're playing Barner too. Ken- Kenyon Barner, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, d- I don't like that running back situation at all right now. Yeah, stay out of that backfield. I did want to say, and I want to see what you thought about this. Like, I'm not going to do this in the one league, but like, if you had Gronk and you could get Ertz and like something else, like, d- wouldn't you make that trade? Yeah, Ertz is going to be the tight end one this year, like no doubt. 
Yeah, he is. The and then right play? now, Gronk's name, and even in all the t- trade charts, they st- everybody still has to force, like, Gronk as the number one guy, right? So I, I think that's, like, a savvy move, like, where the person's like, yeah, okay, I can upgrade. And then they're they're laughing because the Eagles are moving the ball. Yeah. And you, I don't know. Ertz, it's, just, it's a very interesting play. Last week looked like a superstar. Like, uh, he uh, – I think uh, – I think – uh, listening to the Harris podcast, Harris actually said that he thought um, he said I think his exact words were it looked like Reed and Ertz had switched bodies, and all of a sudden Ertz is making all these really amazing open field moves, getting uh, avoiding tackles, and Reed is looking uh, a little older, I guess, or whatever. But either way, what I'm saying is that Ertz is looking really good. He's catching the ball. He's making big plays. He had a huge, uh, I think, like a 40 yard catch and run. Uh, uh, on Monday, so listen. This guy is is gonna be tight end like one, two, or three. Like he's gonna be in the top three tight ends no matter what. Probably tight end one if you can get him. Just because he's he's not a he's not a flashy name, go for it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bears Saints. Um, yeah, Bears Saints. So the, here's the Bears defense has been pretty solid, but the, this is the Saints at home. So I think you have to feel comfortable starting all your Saints players. You might be, you might want to step off the Ted Ginn train because you don't know how the targets are going to shake out between Snead and him. But you know, after two big weeks, it's, it's hard to not think that it's going to begin. But uh, so I don't know. It, that's a little iffy, and because that's iffy, there's a slight chance Snead might be like on your waiver wire. I'd pick him up and just sort of see how it all shakes out because. The, the whole thing about the Saints is because he spreads the the ball, uh, Drew Brees spreads the ball around enough. Um, there's going to be targets there for everybody, and he can sustain like a wide receiver, like two wide receivers being playable assets. And so I'd keep an eye on on that whole situation for sure. If if Snead is on your on your waiver wire, pick him up before this uh, before one o'clock. Like uh, I think that's just a, an easy an easy call. Like. Uh, Playing him this week would probably make me a little nervous, just because he's probably just coming back and getting up to speed and whatnot. But uh, I, I like I, I like you said, Derek. I like the Saints. Um, I think Ginn probably is a risky play, but I think I still would start him because it is a bye week hell this week. I think there's six teams on bye, so I could see him being someone that you just have to start. Oh yeah, you, yeah, good point. Start him right. It's the Bears. Um, I the, maybe the Bears has a, a stout defense, but I don't think they're anything I'm really scared. With it. I don't think Drew Drew Brees is fucking scared about him, right? It's Drew fucking Brees, man. Yeah, it's Drew fucking Brees. Um, what what I expect here? Now this is I've been wrong against the Bears before, but I expect the Saints to just dominate this game, and I I don't think it should even be close. This is a Bears team that had twelve receptions last week and won the game on Cam Newton interceptions. Like the Bears, they're not good. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky well, the thing is, isn't good. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say that lightning st- might strike in the same spot twice, but it doesn't strike three, three times. times in a row. Yeah, there's no way in hell yeah. George Bush the Bears yeah. <laughs> George Bush are, are gonna had a quote, well. Derek. He had a quote. So I'm like, you fool me yeah. once, uh, shame on me. <laughs> you fool me twice. You fool me twice. I'm not gonna be fooled again. <laughs> That's the <a> direct <laughs> quote from our from the Americans' <laughs> former president. Uh, used to be the most hated president. No longer. George Bush. Yeah. Not even the dumbest president in their history, which is <laughs> baffling. Things have really turned around for him because he was a laughingstock for a little while there. Um, on the Bears, like, start Jordan Howard. Uh, beyond that, though, uh, there's no one on that team that I'm starting. Yeah, it's so funny that they get rid of the Deontay Thompson. He goes <laughs> to the Bills, and then he goes for 100 yards on the Bills. Actually, we should so, talk. We talk about him. yeah. We'll talk about him next. But he's a sneaky pickup. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, who are they going to pass to? Right? Yeah. With all, yeah. So no, I I think so too. They were saying that I one of the podcasts was saying he's just a high upside, like a boom bust guy that you can play. But it's somebody to keep an eye on for sure. If the Bills are going to win games, you're going to want players on them, right? Yeah. We remember that stat early on in the year. We talked about it. It's just proven statistically that you want fantasy players from teams that win. So even uh, this year, like I've been making trades in my leagues. Once now that I know what teams are bad, and just sort of switching them to good players, even if it's like an even trade on like trade charts, because you know, like I just said, you want teams from 
winners. And if you now that we can see how the landscape is probably going to shake out, just you know, flip that over. For sure. Uh, Bears also they picked up uh, Dontrell Inman from the Chargers uh, last week. I don't think he'll have any any fantasy relevance, but I would look at that because I remember Inman actually looked pretty decent last year in a couple games. Maybe not decent, but he he could catch the ball, and that's more to be said than the Bears receivers right now. Yeah, it's a good football trade. Yeah, it's just yeah, I don't think it's not gonna until they have more targets though. You can't really have it play anybody for sure. Okay, Chargers Patriots. This is probably the marquee uh, not marquee game, but like the game of the one o'clock games. At least for me, uh, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, that's the one I'm watching for sure. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited about this one. Me too. Um, what do you think is going to happen here, Derek? Like, just talk us through this one. I've convinced myself that the Chargers are going to win this game, Dan. I think I'm on like, board. I, I, I think I'm on board. <laughs> I think you just hand it to Melvin Gordon. They're, they're, not, they're not able to stop the run. And then the thing is, the defense is so bad for the Patriots. So, say they've he, Bill Belichick decides, okay, we're going to stop the run. Okay, so then, so this is what I, okay, sorry. This is what I would do. So I'm going to stop the run, and then I'm going to double Keenan Allen, right? <laughs> yep. But then who the fuck's covering Hunter Henry? Just fucking pass it to Hunter Henry all day. Yeah. And Travis and Benjamin, okay. Travis Benjamin down the field. I'm expecting Travis Benjamin to get at least a touchdown this game. If not a touchdown, he's going to end the game with 100 yards because they're going to just fire to him down the field because of this. They're going to be stopping Melvin Gordon. They're going to be doubling Keenan Allen. And let's say they they move it over to cover Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry. Then then what? Like There's there's going to be a guy open on each play. Yeah, it's 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 so weird because it, it, it feels weird at this point after like five years to say that the Patriots are going to lose a game because statistically it just, it's proven to be wrong week after week. Derek, we, we have a rule that we do not ever bet against the Patriots because <laughs> they always screw you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to save that for the bet of the week, but uh, I, okay. I'm going to throw this out there, Dan. Just, I don't like the Patriots. I'm a Jets fan. I am slightly predicting an injury to Tom Brady in this game. Oh, Maybe a broken Joey Bosa, a broken rib, Joey Bosa, Bosa gets- or Ingram, or Ingram. Or Ingram. Oh, man. Yeah, Melvin Ingram. I think it's gonna be like a broken rib. Maybe a cracked, kind of like a Jay Cutler like cracked rib. Oh, and then we're gonna see dirty. Garoppolo for a couple of games. So I'm calling. I feel a little dirty doing this because he is the goat. You know, yeah. it, it's not good for football. But I don't know, Dan. I got this weird feeling. Dan. You know what? Aaron Rodgers went down. Tom Brady can go down for a couple of games as well. <laughs> um, I did see a note on Roto World. Melvin Gordon is dealing is has a questionable tag for a foot injury, uh, but they basically said that Gordon is always dealing with some kind of injury. He usually plays through it. This week shouldn't be any different. Gordon has produced blah 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 blah. So they do expect him to play, but he does have a bit of a foot injury. That gave him a questionable tag. Yeah, <laughs> way to give me a little slight heart attack for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> it should be all right. So, uh, talk about players. Uh, so, we're definitely thinking Hunter Henry's a good uh, good play this week. Uh, Melvin Gordon might get shut down, so uh, you're going to start him anyways, let's face it. Um, Keenan Allen, uh, you could probably get away from Keenan Allen this week. I don't know. I know he you, you drafted him pretty highly, or you traded for him, and you, you got him on your team. I think I could get away from starting Keenan Allen this week, because I do think that Bill Belichick schemes to get him out of the game. Uh, on the Patriots, um, start all your wide receivers because any one of them can get a touchdown, right? They, they have that upside. Uh, running back-wise, I keep hearing Deion Lewis is the guy you want for this game because of the the zone. Uh, I think it was on the On the Couch podcast. Uh, they're talking about how Deion Lewis is kind of the zone running back, and they said that the, the Chargers do play a lot of zone. So Deion Lewis is probably a good uh, a good play here. Yeah, I'd be I'd be a little worried about it, but I guess if you're like desperate for a running back during this bye week, hell, you're gonna have to play him. Yeah, yeah. the hell. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else? Like, any other guys I missed? Uh, Gronk obviously start Gronk. Gronk's gonna Gronk's gonna get a touchdown. I'll say it right now. Gronk's gonna get a touchdown this week. I like that. I like that call. I don't. Know, I, so I have Hogan on my team. I was thinking of a scenario where you might want to flip him now, because even though he has all that touchdown upside. People kind of view him right now as like a top 10 wide receiver. And there's a very real possibility that he might drop down on that sort of thought. Like, I could be wrong, but but is it- this might be the last time for you to get the full sale value. Like, if you could do like a one-for-one trade for somebody that's sort of in that wheelhouse, maybe give it a try. I, I don't know. I'm torn because with that said, he doesn't – he still doesn't have the name value. Or like, like you wouldn't be able to trade him for Dez, right? Like, no, no, you wouldn't get Des for no. Hogan, no doubt, no way. Yeah, and you 
and then obviously not Julio, definitely not Antonio Brown, not so AJ Green. I would pump the brakes because Danny, Danny Amadola, Danny A, our boy, uh, has a knee injury. He hyperextended it last week uh, and is questionable this week. Uh, he has said that he's good to go, uh, but <laughs> I, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> go on. I would be worried uh, with a hyperextended knee on a guy who's doing punt returns and uh, catches the ball has to run, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that, and doesn't that feel like a Philip Dorsett pickup? Like it, we're getting to that time of the year where the benches are all full, so it's kind of tough to make a move like that. Yeah, but no, like, you're right. Have him on speed dial, you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Because if if he's out and he, he starts doing some plays, Philip Dorsett finally becomes that pickup that you want. Yeah, I could see that being a good play for sure. And I was probably getting crazy on the Hogan thing. I was just thinking of a scenario where maybe like Cooks gets the ball up more. Like he's still spreading the ball around a lot, right? Uh, there's I don't know. Maybe there's some negative regression when it comes to touchdowns. But That's all. I was Derek, thinking. if Tom Brady goes down, they're all worth nothing. <laughs> yeah. So Ray, actually, I forgot he's going down. <laughs> Clearly, you gotta you gotta trade all Fire of them. Sale. Uh, That's why I'm gonna trade Gronk for Ertz. You know, just go go all out. All right, Raiders Bills. Uh, this should be another good game. I'm hoping for. Oh, it's at one o'clock. Too. All right. So I'm, I guess I'm just watching. I might skip the Jets game then. Fuck. I don't really want to, but those are two games I really wanted really to watch. Good games. Uh, so we get to yeah. see what the Raiders' offense looks against this Bills defense. It might also validate um, the Buccaneers' offense from last week uh, if the Raiders can also do it against the Bills or if they can't do it. Um, it should be a really exciting game. I am going to say the Bills are going to win this game. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I like that. I think the Bills are going to win too. It's going to be tight though, right? But they're at home. I think Tyrod is a play this week. I was thinking about that at home. He, he's showing... He doesn't have a crazy upside, but you know he has that floor. And another thing, I don't know if you guys, if it, has anybody looked at his playoff schedule here. I'm going to bring it up because it's actually pretty amazing. Uh, if you guys just wait two seconds here, I'm going to. That's fine. I'll talk about. So go ahead. Oh no, I got it here. So quick. Yeah, <laughs> that's how quick. Because it's just my <laughs> fantasy team, so I don't have to bring it online. So, so week thirteen, it's just the last week of the season. They're they're play, playing the Patriots. Right and right now the Patriots defense, I know they showed something against Atlanta. People aren't like most of the analysts that I've been hearing aren't buying this sort of uh, flip. Um, there's still there's a lot of mistakes that Matt Ryan made in that game, not to be able to move the ball. Anyway, so week fourteen they have Indy, right? Indy's going to be one of the worst. Like, is one of the worst is defense. The worst. <laughs> yeah, and th- they get Indy at home, then they get Miami at home. And then week 16, this is kind of a coin to flaw. It's like New England again, who currently is the first, like the number one defense, like giving out fantasy points to quarterbacks. And this is Tyrod Taylor, something that you could probably trade anybody for. And so I have this scenario. I don't know. I have this personal scenario that where I have Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson in week 14, um, I'm quite sure, plays Jacksonville. And the, even though Russell Wilson's the kind of quarterback that you kind of have to play against anybody. Like, who would you rather play, uh, Russell Wilson against Jacksonville first week of the playoffs, or would you play Tyrod Taylor against Indy? Yeah, Tyrod Taylor against Indy all day. Yeah, I know, right? Because you can't take that chance. All of a sudden, Jacksonville's like well, Jacksonville is like Jacksonville. Is, yeah, <laughs> Saxonville is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of something new for two, that. I'm not. I'm two not down shut with that. down corners, and they have a, a really they get they got a team that could put pressure on the quarterback, like. It, yeah, and Seattle has a horrible offensive line. Horrible offensive so, line. Yeah, and like nobody wants to hear it. Like nobody's going to be in the exact situ- same situation as me. But I don't know Tyrod Taylor. It seems like like if, if you you can probably trade for him pretty simply if you have that a big enough bench that you can kind of just hold on to him. I think it might be a smart move. I like it. Um, another thing for the Bills is if Charles Clay is on uh, your waiver wires, grab him and put him on your bench. Put him in your IR spot because when Clay comes back. Um, we had uh, <laughs> the quarterback, the, sorry, the, the tight end they had last week. Well, I can't even remember his name right now. Uh, Old Man River, I think his name was. Um, who cares? The, the tight end that's filling in for Charles Clay actually had a pretty decent game last week. I was super surprised someone started him and played him, and I was uh, blown away. So the, the fact is, Tyrod Taylor still likes going to his tight end, and if Charles Clay does come back and 
any kind of shape, he's still going to get targets. So if you can grab him, stash him. Uh, it sounds like they're actually updating his status now, uh, whether or not he's going to be uh, out or not on uh, Roto World. So he must be getting pretty close to coming back. I'd grab Charles uh, Clay if you can. Wide receivers, I don't know for the Bills. Well, we were talking about Deontay Thompson. Thompson, um, that's it though, right? Yeah, Zay Jones. Nobody else is doing anything. Yeah, I don't trust anyone else on the team. So, oh, that uh, backup tight end, the guy that's uh, filling in. That's he, he got. Uh, yeah, he I, got a couple. Sorry, I was just talking about him, but I can't think of his name. Can you? Do you know his name is? Yeah, here, let me uh, bring yeah, it up. Yeah, you bring it up, right? and then we'll talk about the Raiders. It's like Nick O'Leary. I'm yeah, Nick sure, O'Leary. But... That's totally it. Yeah, Nick O'Leary. Nick O'Leary is pretty decent. Uh, if he can grab Charles, I think Nick O'Leary will be nothing. But Nick O'Leary is doing pretty decent right now. On the Raiders, uh, I I'm hoping. Uh, Amari Cooper sees as many targets he saw last week. Uh, and they, they keep getting him right. Uh, but start him, start your crab trees. Uh, and then I don't know who you start between Jalen Richard and Washington. It seemed like Washington had the more touchdown uh, red zone back kind of kind of thing. But if, if it was if it was me, I would just try to stay out of uh, this backfield this week until uh, Lynch gets back. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, the, because of the Bills D. I, the thing is, I got this weird. I don't know. It's another situation where, like, you'd want the head coach to maybe just not play Lynch anymore. I know. I did. I said. I I personally haven't liked the way Lynch has been playing. I as soon as he left, I felt like the running game became electric, right? With both Washington and Jalen Richard. It just seems weird to me that I don't know. I I personally would just get rid of Lynch. I think he's a bad influence to that team. I don't think he's helping. Fair. Okay, let's move on to uh, Colts Bengals. Uh, is there anything to talk about here, Derek? Like, is there anyone like I think AJ Green feasts, uh, Joe Mixon if he gets touches he feasts, but beyond that, I don't think there's anything real else going on here. Yeah, I'd be scared to play really any of the Colts. I, I think you're still holding on Marlon Mack, but like if you're forced to play him, you're in a really bad situation. Do not- this has to be the mixing game, though, right? Like this has to be. I, I really. If don't. this isn't the mixing game, you're kind of fucked because nobody's going to trade him for it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a scary one because I have Mixon and yeah, I'm a little nervous about this. one. Even Hilton, I'd be st- I'd be worried about starting uh, for the Colts. I don't think Hilton has a good game because the Bengals have a a, a decent defense, and I can't imagine they're not going to scheme to take Hilton out of the game. You probably already picked up the Bengals defense, but yeah, you just mentioned it. The Bengals defense is ranked highly in football outsiders and they should be able to get at least 10 points in this in this game at least let's move on uh texan seahawks this should be exciting 405 I, game this is another exciting one yeah, yeah. For, I'm, I, well i do kind of like cowboys washington too yeah i don't know that's tough oh we can watch both i can watch both of them at the same time whatever i think yeah of course come on game pass <laughs> <laughs> i think seattle wins this game handily i think russell wilson kind of plays really well but i think deshaun watson's gonna do something in this game too like well derek guess what i think the texans are gonna win this game handily and this is gonna oh. be our competition of the week i'm up one because oh. i had philly last week i'm taking the texans here i think the texans are going uh to the the, 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 the texans defense is going to just demolish this offensive line of the seahawks uh you're gonna see a lot of scrambling by russell wilson uh as he always does but it's gonna be extra scrambly and it's gonna, it's gonna be bad. And the Texans, Deshaun Watson, I feel like he's gonna be able to launch this ball. I think it's gonna be a good Lamar Miller game, uh, and maybe that's that's stupid to, to say, but I think Lamar Miller is gonna get loose. Um, I think Texans win this game. It'll be close. I don't expect a huge uh, huge score at the end of the day. Like we're talking in the teens, um, maybe a good under bet, but I think Texans win. First of all, I almost went to this game. And then all my buddies like bailed on me. I was just it would have been a great game now. Now like originally like I think back when we were really talking about it, it didn't look like a great game, but fuck, now I regret not going. Anyway, I just want to say for the record, you're two you're currently 2 and 0 oh in our like when we've uh, argued oh, I'm two or and disagreed oh? about a What's game. What's the other one? I had Philly. Uh it was uh it was Carolina versus uh, they were playing no, it was like two weeks ago. Here, let me look. Carolina, I think Carolina ended up winning, and I was pissed. Or maybe it was the Eagles against Carolina. Let me look. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's right, because I had the Eagles, and you had Carolina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, the Eagles. so I, I picked the Eagles twice, and they've won both times. But this time, I'm taking oh, the Texans. 
<laughs> well, no, you're going to be wrong in this one. You're definitely wrong in this well, one. Well, we'll see. Um, on the, so, on the Seahawks, uh, Baldwin seemed to get things right last week. I'd start Baldwin. Uh, I don't know about the running backs. I would stay away from them if you can for the Seahawks. Texans, uh, I don't know. Do you start Will Fuller this week? Uh, I feel like their corners are pretty good in, in uh, Seattle. Wouldn't – well, I guess it depends on, like, what side they put – what wide receiver, right? Because Sherman's always on just the, the left one side. side. Yeah. yeah, and they have a great safety, that, so they cover that. Yeah, I, I think I would probably stay away from Fuller. Uh, I'd be nervous about his touches. Hopkins. But he has so much upside, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. That's a tough one. Hopkins, though, I would still start just because of the targets. So, basically, Hopkins, Lamar Miller, and then on the Seahawks, uh, Doug Baldwin. And that's all I can really think of starting on, on the Seahawks. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, Cowboys, Redskins. All right. Um, this is going to be a good game, right? This is a pretty important game. Inner division, like in, inside the division, uh, that the Eagles have been dominating. Um, both these teams, I think, are, are very similar records. This is a real game for the Cowboys, too. Cowboys really haven't beat anyone good this year. Like, um, they have wins over, like, the 49ers and... A couple other teams, like Arizona, Arizona, yeah, yeah. Like just shit, shit. Teams. So if Cowboys are like the real deal and Ezekiel Elliott, miss, maybe maybe the swan song of Ezekiel Elliott this year for fantasy uh, purposes, uh, depending on how things go from in uh, the court of law next month <laughs> or next week, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out. I, I honestly, I don't have a pick here. I think this game can go either way. Yeah, I keep thinking the Redskins are a really good team, and then they lose. Right, and the Redskins need to win this desperately. Yeah, to even like just for some confidence. Redskins lose this game, and that's the season for them. At least with the Cowboys, if they lose it, I, I, you can always feel like the Cowboys could turn things around. Like they're on the road here. Yeah, but yeah, the I, Cowboys. I think you have to play your guy. Like Cowboys have Elliot stars, right? The Cowboys have guys that I'm looking forward to seeing. The Redskins, like I don't have that same feeling towards. Like, who are you cheering for outside Kirk Cousins and maybe Jordan Reed on the Redskins? Like, they have no star wide receiver. Their running back is friggin' R. Kelly pissing on people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, who who is the guy here, you know? Yeah, I, I guess Josh Norman's back. And so there, people are kind of trying to focus on that. It's, uh, first time he's been back after a couple weeks. They were turning the ball over a lot with, when he was in the lineup. So that's something to keep an eye on. But you're right about the stars. Now, I did want to say, and I kind of regret this because I did drop him. I think Crowder deserves a look. And I'll tell you why. Um, his targets were comparable to Dotson's last week. But everybody was excited about Dotson because clearly he's running deep down the field. He's going to have a lot more potential air yards, which is a huge plus. And We've talked about that in the past episodes. But with that said, if they're going to truly ride this hot hand between Terrell Pryor and Dotson, that just means Crowder's still staying on the field. And Crowder was injured early on in the season. So I was just I just wanted to say keep an eye on him. Another guy that you want to have on your speed dial if, if, if he's chilling there on the waiver wire. But if you have a bench spot, I'd maybe pick him up and just sort of see how the... Like, pick up Dotson first, but I'm just saying don't sleep on Crowder. Derek, can you... Guess who is leading the team right now in red zone targets for Washington? Um, is it Chris Thompson? No. It's, is it, it Crowder? It's Ryan Grant. Oh, Ryan Grant. Yeah, he's kind of good too. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even fuck around with Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant. Grant. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, I'm not fucking around with anyone on that team. I, I traded prior weeks ago. I'm not looking back. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah, that's fair. Start Des Bryant. Jason Witten might have a decent game here. Uh, I heard that on one of the podcasts. Uh, and then Elliot, like you're firing Elliot for sure. Uh, it's his swan song game. He's just going to give it all to this week. Maybe get hurt and then take six weeks off. I like it. Hey, how about this? Somebody was proposing the idea, and I'm sure you heard the podcast, of Mortavius Bryant going to the Cowboys. And wouldn't that, wouldn't that be such the perfect pit? Oh, that would be like the perfect trade, like the spot for yeah, him, because yeah. they need somebody deep, right? And then it'll help Dez too. And oh, it would be amazing. That's so, actually really good. Yeah, they should be based purely on how amazing this hypothetical situation yeah. is. Maybe try to trade for Matavius Bryant <laughs> Yo, and just Jerry Jones at least until Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got an idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steelers-Lions is the 830 game. Um, I'm excited for this game too, man. There's a couple of good games this week. Uh, I actually think um, the Steelers' defense have been, has been playing incredible the last couple of weeks. Uh, the offense is maybe a little bit suspect. Uh, they just keep giving the ball to Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell just keeps being a superstar. Uh, so I don't think that's going to end this week. I still think that'll be the same kind of uh, game plan. Uh, there is a new guy in in town. It sounds like Martavis Bryant is going to be playing this week, uh, or he's not getting started. So <coughs> Brown's going to get a lot of targets. <coughs> Le'Veon Bell's going to get to run the ball a bunch. Outside that, I don't really feel confident in anyone else on the Steelers. Do we know if Juju Schuster is has he cleared the concussion protocol? Uh, I haven't like, seen that yet, but I'll take a quick look on Roto World to see if he got it. Because then the other concern is, so then who's going to play wide receiver two for that team? I, th- I heard maybe Justin Hunter. Anyway, it's something to keep an eye on, like on really deep leagues, like a dart throw, whoever is that second wide receiver. But with that said, I guess they haven't been passing it as much. I don't, this seems like a game that the Lions are going to win. There's too many people are talking about how the Steelers are the best team in the league right now, and I think that's the kiss of death. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say keep an eye on the Lions. I, I probably wouldn't put any money on this game though. Um, Golden Tate has an injury right now with a shoulder injury. There's a chance that he might not play. Uh, that's gonna hurt uh, the the try it. And then uh, Kenny Galladay also has a hamstring injury. He's actually been ruled out for this week. So Kenny Galladay. Uh, Babytron isn't going to be playing. Yeah, I think officially you just have to start ignoring him, right? Yeah, like, he's not. It's got to the point at least something again. where he's done. Yeah. Oh, speaking of people who are done, but you should maybe keep an eye on, uh, that John Ross guy for the Bengals, he's finally back again. Um, he's off the injury report, and he's just like, he's such a high upside player because like he was the fastest guy in the combine at the uh, 4-2-2, I'm pretty sure he ran. And so, yet again, maybe you want to pick him up on the Bengals and just keep an eye on him. He's one of those guys where you pick up at one o'clock, during the 1 o'clock games and then you drop him if he doesn't do anything. Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't listed on the Steelers' final injury report for Week 8. Schuster has cleared the concussion protocol and should fill his role as a Steelers slot receiver on Sunday night. So, Schuster is playing. Fuck. That's a huge pickup. Like, I, I feel like you kind of want to try to target him in a trade or something. For sure. Maybe his value's not there. They're going to have a sneaky... Uh, pick up for the Lions defense and it's not for this game so don't start him this week but after this week this is the Detroit's uh, uh, lineup going forward week 9 they play Green Bay now normally that's scary but not when it's Brett Hudley or Brett uh, sorry yeah, Brett right. Hudley week 10 they have Cleveland week 11 they have Chicago and then they play Minnesota so there's three weeks there that I think they are a number one uh, de- uh, defensive play and fire them up so if you can get them. And haven't they been like performing even when games that you didn't think yes, were going to be that well? Yes, they've been incredible like, all maybe, season so far. I'll tell you their points. They scores. have to be one of the top Ds. I'm sure they've been a little weak the last couple weeks. but So they have they scored. This this is starting from week one to week six. 16 points, 17 points, 13 points, 12 points. Three points against Carolina somehow. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> and then against New Orleans, 17 points. So they... Uh, yeah, ridiculous. There's one week where they probably didn't finish inside like the top 10 uh, at defense. So they're good defense. They're probably sitting on your waiver wire because they were on by last week. I grabbed them in both our leagues. Um, I'm just stashing them. So I'm not going to start them against the Steelers because I think the Steelers actually play pretty decent. But you might want to start them against the Steelers, Dan. <laughs> they're at home. They're at home. This the I hear you. Are on the road. I totally hear you. And I know Ben, Big Ben is going to throw a couple picks. and it, I'm probably going to regret it. But I have the Vikings in one league, and I have New Orleans in another league. I'm confident in my starts. I'm going to start the yeah, guys. Yeah, fair enough. Fair uh, enough. And I'll save them for next week. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else from this game? We're nah, good, right? I think that's Broncos it. Broncos Chiefs on Monday. Chiefs decimate the Broncos, and that's that, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I did want to say TJ Jones. I think that's him. He's the only other wide receiver on the Lions, so if none of those, if like Golden Tate doesn't play, he might be a, at least like a desperate play. Fair enough. Uh, cool. Uh, so yeah, talk about the Broncos Chiefs game while I sign into my betting website. Yeah, no worries. I couldn't remember what the game is. So this is this is an interesting game. On paper, this feels like the Chiefs dominate. After the Chiefs lose, like lost two games in a row. 
they're due for another win. They're not the kind of team that should have, like, should have a three-game losing streak. And the Broncos have looked atrocious. Um, so I, even though it does feel like <laughs> here's another trap game for you, I, I don't think I'm going to bet on this one either. But I feel like the Chiefs just dominate the Broncos, right? They're at, they they frequently play the Broncos pretty well at home, and Simeon looks like a deer caught in headlights. You're gonna play all your guys. You're gonna play Kelsey. Uh, you're gonna p- play Tyreek Hill. I think Kareem Hunt's due for a touchdown. Um, he's gone a couple games now without one. I think this is a huge Hunt game. Huge so if you're doing game. daily I fantasy, I agree with Hunt. He's gonna go crazy. And I I feel like you have to be trading. Uh, and CJ Anderson right now, like I, somebody in, one, in our league traded for CJ Anderson. He was being pretty cocky about picking him up, and deep down, I'm like CJ Anderson's fucked. Like the beginning of the season was a mirage, and I, I don't know if you want many of the Broncos players. Maybe I know you picked up DT, so I'm gonna say maybe DT because of all the garbage time throwing. But I'd, I'd be a little worried about the Broncos right now. I'm absolutely worried about the Broncos right now. Uh, there's no one on here that I'm confidently starting. I am starting Demarius Thomas just because I have to, because uh, of buys. But, oh, man. Um, hopefully, Emmanuel Sanders is – I think he's back uh, 100% or at least playing this week. <coughs> so, hopefully that happens. Um, if Sanders is playing, I think it actually opens the field up a bit for DT because when it – like we saw it last week, when Sanders was gone, they just double-covered DT and then there was nothing for Simeon to throw to. It also feels like Simeon's just being too timid with the ball. He's got to just let it go. Like, just play quarterback, man. Um, give your guys a chance. You know how like heartbroken I was last week when the one catch by DT that went for 81 yards – and they're getting called back for an offensive PI that I thought was a little bit suspect. Uh, it didn't really seem like he pushed off. I've seen way worse push-offs like that uh, than what he did, and people got away with it. So uh, I do still think Demarius Thomas is good. It just sucks when uh, he gets the, – the one catch he gets ends up being offensive PI because he's not really getting the targets he needs. Chiefs, um, I like the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs are going to just have a great game here. Um, I, I, a couple of podcasts this week talked about how the Broncos defense is finally doing like we all kind of thought the Broncos defense was going to regress a little bit and it seems like now we're seeing that um, the defense isn't quite what it used to be I think Alex Smith has a good game I think Ty uh, Tyreek Hill has a has another big game here I picture uh, another large, long down the field pass to him um, just because that's what I like to picture uh, <laughs> and like I agree with you I think Hunt uh, I, I think this more than anything else is a Hunt game and I think Hunt is going to just go crazy um, Let's. I'm going to call the yards I'm going to say uh, 150 yards and two touchdowns for Kareem Hunt uh, oh. I know I know. Danny, I just it moved a little when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, get to our favorite part of. The, you have anything else from that game? I, I always try to move on before I feel like we've both. No, 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 you did it. No, you, it's good. You're saving me from myself because usually I just say the exact same thing again. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, it's so good. Uh, we'll move on to our favorite part of the week. This is what you you probably skipped to because this is our favorite part. It's the bet of the. <laughs> We need a new Better of the Week song. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Better of the Week, W E A K. We have steered you astray for seven straight weeks. Yet again, if you bet the opposite (laughs) of what we say, week one. You might be in a good spot. Week one. I killed it. No, so yeah, week one, I, I won. That was the one week I won. Week two, I was so close to winning. Week three, four, five, six, so close to winning. This is the week, though, Derek. I feel it. <laughs> oh, Dan, I got, a, I got a really good bet. All right, you, um, you lay it off, and I'll, I'll knock them down with mine. All right, all right. So I, I, I was doing some scouring. I was deep into some crevices <laughs> on the betting site looking for the perfect bet because I needed to bounce back from that horrible 49ers pick that I did last week. I know you guys all lost a little respect for me. And if you really did lose some respect for me and you want to, you know, want to voice your concerns, you can email us at interceptionpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter at interception pod. Um, I actually stopped retweeting things because I only have like bots, like, you know, following me. So there's really no point. Once a, a real follower follows, you know, I'll retweet stuff, things like that. Anyway, I'm just sort of, 
toying with you guys because the real bet, you know, get your money ready. Hopefully you didn't sell your house. I think I told you to sell your house last <laughs> week. Please don't do that. Anyway, I got the Chargers, Danny, plus 7.5 against the Patriots. Plus 7.5, Dan. That's a full touchdown. Yeah. And I think the Chargers are going to win the game. So I took the plus 7.5, and then I parlayed it, and this seemed like a no-brainer to me, Dan. I got the Falcons minus 4.5 against the Jets. And they, they've got to win by, like, a touchdown against the Jets. Like, this is the get-right game, Dan. Yeah, it's the get-right game. So I par- I'm parlaying those two. It's a guaranteed win. So maybe go sell your house, <laughs> get the money. No, no. But uh, I think it's a smart bet this week, especially that chart. I really like that Chargers one, and but I parlayed it with the Falcons. You know, the wet game makes me a little worried about it, but 4.5, I had to take the chance. Yeah, so you, you got some better spreads than I'm getting right now. So my Chargers spread is only 7. Uh, which makes oh, me fuck. A, no, the 7.5 is what made me yeah, do it. I better, I better double check that they didn't switch that the last second. Cause that, so anyway, I am going to do Chargers point seven. I'm just going to do it. Cause fuck the Patriots. Um, Houston, I'm going to take, they have 7.5. <coughs> I think that game's close. I think within a touchdown. So I, I'll take Houston. Um, Oh man, it's tough to think of any other games. I think I'll pick Philadelphia to win the game just outright. Are they, are they a huge favorite? Oh, yeah, yeah 12.5, yeah. And then I would take Buffalo. Buffalo to beat Oakland. They're a 2.5 dog. That's weird to me. That seems very weird. So, yeah, I like that bet, Dan. And, yeah, so you don't even need to take them with the points. You just, just take them straight up for that one. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if I want to stay there. I, I, I kind of see it. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I got 7.5 and then 4.5 for Atlanta. Is, is Atlanta still looking like 4.5? I got 6 for Atlanta. Negative 6. Fuck, man. Yeah, they changed it. I crushed it. I yeah, crushed it. it. I knew those early. lines were bad. Got it in early. All right. I will take Tampa Bay over Carolina. I'm doing the point spread 1.5. I know 1.5 is a stupid point spread, but I'm going to do it. All right, that's plus yeah. nine thirty. So I put ten dollars in. I make a hundred and two dollars. Place that put. <laughs> sexy. Oh, and and I, like I said, it might be a week where you want to pick just the winners, all yeah. the games. Yeah, because it feels like a predictable. It's like one of those weeks where you can predict most of them. Oh, I should have picked the under for that one game that I thought was going to be an under. Damn, wish we would have done that. Too late now, though. It's in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, that's the that's the podcast for the week. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, Derek told you guys what the po- our Twitter handle was and what the email was. Please send us an email and we will uh, let you guys know what we think of your email. We're going to hate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing fantasy football. Thanks for listening. Uh, you got anything you want to say, Derek? Nah. <laughs> uh, have a nice episode, guys. Better the week. <laughs>